This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Lakrama Rasmian with the news. First, the headlines. The annual inflation rate will have minor fluctuations until September, after which it'll take a downward path for three quarters, the National Bank of Romania estimates. This year's fires have affected around 150,000 hectares in Romania, and runners from 10 countries are participating in the most difficult ultra-marathon in Romania in the Fagarash Massif. In Romania, the annual inflation rate will have minor fluctuations until the end of September, and then it'll take a downward path for three quarters, according to the National Bank of Romania. The bank expects the inflation rate to reach 13.9% in December. On the other hand, the National Bank warns that the forecasts regarding economic activity for next year are significantly revised downwards. According to the central bank, Next year, Romania will experience a significant drop in private consumption under the influence of the gradual increase in interest rates on the population's loans and deposits. The government has recently adopted the first budget rectification of 2022, a positive one, which takes into account an economic growth of 3.5%, the budget revenues for the first six months and the budget execution during this period. The finance minister, Adrian Kutu, claims that the budget deficit can be kept under control and that the target of 5.84% for the end of the year is achievable. The Fiscal Council, an independent body that analyzes the sustainability of fiscal and budgetary policies, warned that the rectification could lead to a figure exceeding the target deficit of 7% of the GDP because the government allegedly overestimated the receipts and underestimated part of the expenses. This year's fires affected 150,000 hectares in Romania, that is 10 times more than the average for the period 2006-2021, the former head of the Environmental Guard, Octavian Bercianu, has warned. He drew attention in a Facebook post to the fact that the ash resulting from the fires risks affecting the inhabitants of the cities given the lack of protective curtains and green belts of the localities. There have been 715 fires in Romania this year in the context of a previous multi-year average of 49. 
the biggest number of fires this year, 266 in one week, occurred at the end of March, when more than 61,000 hectares were affected. Romania, with 0.63% of the country's area affected by fires, ranks second in Europe, after Portugal with 0.95% and Spain and Croatia with 0.56%. 250 runners from 10 countries have registered for the most difficult ultra-marathon in Romania 2x2 race, which will take place today at Bulalak in the Fagarash Mountains at an altitude of more than 2,000 meters. The race is one of the most difficult mountain ultra-marathons in the world. The 2x2 race takes place entirely at over 2,000 meters which makes it unique in Europe and one of the few in the world. This year, runners from Romania, Moldova, Hungary, Poland, Germany, the Netherlands, Great Britain, France, Israel and Russia have entered the competition. The competitors will run on some of the most technical routes in the Carpathians, reaching the second highest peak in Romania, Negoyu, 2,535 meters. Such competitions take place on rugged terrain, from dirt paths through forests and alpine plains to ridges and cliffs. Hundreds of people gathered in New York on Friday to express their solidarity with the writer Salman Rushdie, who survived an assassination attempt a week ago. Fellow writers read excerpts from his works on the front steps of the Manhattan Public Library. Passages from his controversial novel, The Satanic Verses, considered by some Muslims as a blasphemy, were also read. The novel was blamed in India, was burned at some demonstrations in the United Kingdom, and caused violent riots in Pakistan. On August 12th, Salman Rushdie was going to speak at a conference in New York when a young man went on stage and stabbed him several times in the neck and abdomen. Arrested immediately after the incident, the attacker, a 24-year-old American of Lebanese origin, pleaded not guilty to the attempted murder and assault charges in a first court appearance. Born in India in 1947, Salman Rajdi lived in New York for 20 years, becoming an American citizen in 2016. In 1989, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, issued a fatwa, a decree requiring all good Muslims to kill Rajdi or help with his or his publisher's assassination. And that's the news. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. On Thursday, the government in Bucharest passed the first budget adjustment of this year, according to its representatives, based on an economic growth of 3.5% on the budget revenue in the first six months and the budget execution in that given period of time. The finance ministry was allotted the most money, out of which a portion has been allocated already for the state aid program, for financing large-scale projects. The Ministry of Labor will use its additional funds to compensate for energy prices. 
Also receiving additional funding are the Health, Transportation and Agriculture Ministries. At the same time, the Ministries of the Interior, Environment, Culture and Foreign Affairs have had their budgets cut. The next budget adjustment is scheduled for November. The Fiscal Council warned that this adjustment may lead to exceeding a 7% deficit in the GDP, but the Finance Ministry claimed that this can be held under control and that the target for this year is 5.84%. Meanwhile, data published this week by the National Institute of Statistics show that the Romanian economy grew by 5.8% this semester as opposed to the same period last year, and that the second quarter showed a growth of 2.1% as compared to the same in 2021. On Monday, as on every August the 15th, celebrations were held in all the maritime or river ports in Romania, with tens of thousands of locals and tourists attending ceremonies for Navy Day. The festivities in Constanza, on the Black Sea, were attended by President Klaus Johannes, joined by Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca. In his speech, President Johannes said that Romania's naval forces have the capacity, near their allies, to ensure security in national and international waters. He recalled that at present the Black Sea is a part of NATO's strategic security concept. On Navy Day, the uh, Constanza military port was the scene of marches by Romanian sailors, joined by their partners from Canada, France and the United States. The public was able to visit the King Ferdinand and Queen Marie frigates, as well as the training ship Mircea. Helicopters flew over the coastline to greet the crowd, and military ships sailed close by. The summer may be drier in political, economic and social events, but this year compensated by exceptional news in sports. At only 17 years of age, Romanian swimmer David Popovic managed once again to prevail and grab the gold in both the 100-meter and the 200-meter freestyle events, just as he did back in June at the International Championships in Budapest. This time he was competing in the European Championships in Rome. In the 100-meter freestyle event, David Popovic set a new world record with a timing of 46 seconds 86. His performance is the more valuable as the previously set record was set in 2009 when special wetsuits were facilitating movement through water. The skinny legend, as David dubbed himself, shifted his attention quickly towards the event that he considers the most technically challenging, the 200-meter freestyle event. In that, he crushed his adversaries, crossing the four pool lengths in 1 minute 42 seconds 97, becoming junior world champion. The French publication L'Equipe wrote that Popovic is alone on his own planet. The Spanish review Mundo Deportivo wrote that Popovic is able to turn the atypical into the normal. Although David Popovic is the uncontested star of Romanian and international sports right now, 
other Romanian athletes have won important titles in European competitions. On Wednesday at the athletics competition in Munich, Bianca Florentina Gelber became, came in first in the hammer throw event. She won the first gold European medal for Romania in athletics after 20 years. Also in rowing, in Munich, Romania won no less than eight medals, five gold and three bronze, the best achievement by Romanian rowers ever in the European competitions. Tennis fans had reason to rejoice all over the country. Romanian player Simona Halep rose nine places in the standings since last week and is now sixth seeded in the WTA Professional Women's Tennis Organization. Over the weekend in Toronto, Simona Halep won, then she was back on the top 10 list, which she had dropped off of a year ago on August the 9th, after spending 373 consecutive weeks among the top 10 players in the world. In Canada, the Romanian defeated in the finals Brazilian Beatriz Harad Maia, 6-3-2-6-6-3. With this game, she was winning for the third time the Canadian Open, disputed in Montreal and Toronto, with the first two titles being won in Montreal in 2016 and 2018. Halep also became the third WTA player to win $40 million in prizes, surpassed only by Venus and Serena Williams. This has been the Weekend Review. Time for a quick music break on Radio Romania International. Listen to Stefan Bonica and a song called Four Days. Povestea noastră e scurtă în sare sens Purta o fustă mini și asculta doar tens Eu aveam blugii rupt bașca, eram pe roc Și-am crezut că nu ne potrivind în loc oh, oh, Dar lumea am întâlnit Ei e marți, ne-am logodit Miercuri ne-am certat Însă joi am dat bine, nu și ne-am luat Stăteam și-o priveam, nu știam ce să-i spun Fuma dintr-o țigară și-am cerut un Mi-a întins-o, m-a privit în ochi și mi-a zâmbit Și-am știut atunci că m-am îndrăgostit oh, oh, Deci nu ne-am întâlnit Ei, ei, marți, ne-am logodit Miercuri ne-am certat Însă joi am dat tinerul și ne-am luat Și cotată zic nu ne-am
privim unul pe altul, râdem, nu credem Zici că parcă a fost ieri Hei, și într-o zi de luni Ne-am întâlnit Ei, ei, marți Ne-am logodit Miercuri ne-am cetat Însă joi am dat tinelul și ne-am luat Azi o iubesc la fel, vă spun ca în prima zi mai poartă mine arată wow și avem copii Și dacă pentru toate astea există vreun răspuns Patru zile nu am au fost de ajuns Welcome to World of Culture with me, Eugen Nasta. The Culture Atlas is the title of a volume that has been recently launched. The volume retopicalizes a problem that needs to be solved as soon as possible. Specifically, it is about the reactivation of the cultural community centers in the rural regions across Romania, crucial elements of public infrastructure, education and culture. The volume seeks to assess the state of culture in the country's rural areas, looking into such aspects as the level of distribution of the infrastructure elements or the specificity of the cultural events, among many other issues. The National Institute for Cultural Research and Training, affiliated to the Ministry of Culture, is the initiator of the volume. The book was completed with the assistance of the National Statistics Institute. The manager of the National Institute for Cultural Research and Training, Carmen Croitoru, was one of the guests in our program. She had this to say on the project of the volume. It is an initial endeavor. It is part of the program we started a couple of years back. Actually, we sought to count what happens in culture, and had it not been for the most precious help we got, from the National Statistics Institute, we wouldn't even have dared to initiate such an undertaking. 
but we began to investigate and map those elements of cultural infrastructure, which are the first consumption barrier and also the first barrier of access to culture in Romania. Carmen Croitor went on to provide a couple of data on the making of the volume, on the prospective solutions to the problem, reminding everybody of the founder of Romanian sociology, Dimitri Gusti, who lived between 1880 and 1955. Allow me to give you a couple of technical pieces of info about the team of the Atlas. It is a research study with a two-year time frame when it was initiated and completed. Those were years of data collection, of documentation, of statistics. They were field years. The field work that we did was just like in the time of Dimitri Agusti, and we were very happy because of that. We could see for ourselves how that kind of sociological research could be reenacted. And yet, come to think of it, we were not necessarily brimming with joy, because all that was a giveaway for a rather worrying state of things. In Romania, we have several institutions based in the rural regions that ought to provide culture. As for what happens afterwards, you're about to see for yourselves in this book, since what the institutions are tasked with that doesn't always come through. Basically, it is one of the widest scope mapping initiatives we're also trying to expand to other categories of institutions. We've accomplished that also with a view to implementing a public policy proposal targeting the cultural community centers, because solutions still exist for that. There still are a great many NGOs that have already taken cultural intervention initiatives. All they need is a wee bit of support so that they can meet their task. The president of the National Statistics Institute, Tudor Landre, spoke about the perks of that kind of research, touching upon a couple of relevant statistical data. If you want the things that you do to come along the proper way, you need to have a correct measurement. You need to have a reflection of reality. Nay, you need to have a database that can be updated on a daily basis. Otherwise, we're about to be going back to square one every time. We start building up and we don't know where we stand and we're not going to know where we will eventually end either. And what can I say as a statistician? What do we notice? That the population of Romania, beginning with the 1970s, in the rural areas, its proportion has decreased very little. The ratio we have is pretty much the same, accounting for 46 to 50%. Our neighbor's ratio stands at less than 20%. So the proportion of our rural population is twofold. There is another truth revealed by the statistical figures. Many children want to leave, but sadly, the population we have in the rural regions is aging. There are many counties, especially those around Bucharest, but also those around the big cities, where the population is over 48, maybe 50 years old on average. So what is that particular cultural service the local community or the Romanian state must offer to an aging population? And that is also a big problem. The cultural service must be tailored according to the age bracket of the people inhabiting a certain region. Another guest in the program, the manager of the National Romanian Peasant Museum, Virgil Nițulescu, shared his views on the issue. This kind of work, we should have had it many years now. 
Dissipated it is only now that we have such a database at our fingertips and such an analysis. Because that's what the National Institute for Cultural Research and Training does. It carries surveys and paves the way for the launch of various public policies. The Institute has offered an exhaustive survey, I dare say, or a very well-structured one at any rate, a thoroughgoing analysis on the state of the cultural community centres in the rural regions. So this is the point we need to start from, in a bit to see what we next need to do, because the current situation is rampant on a national scale. It is only in a limited number of communities countrywide where the cultural centres are in a very good condition, having a remarkable activity. They are, I dare say, thriving. Yet the overwhelming majority of Romania's rural settlements is deprived of a functional cultural infrastructure, and we should not forget that some of our fellow citizens live there. And the Romanian state, and apart from the Romanian state, the public local authorities should offer equal opportunities to all Romanian citizens irrespective of the place those people live in. And that was World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu with a look at the history of the county library in the Black Sea port city of Constanza, which celebrated its 90th anniversary. 1878, when northern Dobruja became part of the Romanian kingdom, also marked the beginning of a process of westernization of this Black Sea region, so as to catch up with the rest of the country. This also involved the establishment of modern cultural institutions, alongside political ones. The public library in Constanza was one such an institution, its foundation being linked to one of the most influential journalists and cultural figures from this Black Sea port city, namely Petru Vulcan, who was born in 1866 and died in 1922. With the celebration of the 90th anniversary of the Constanza Public Library in 2021, a tribute was paid to Petru Vulcan, the library's founder. Librarian Corina Apostolanu tells us more about the biography of Petru Vulcan. Petru Vulcan, um, Petru Vulcan ended up in Dobruja after an interesting, even adventurous journey. He has a Romanian origins and was not born on the territory of present-day Romania, but he became very attached to Constanza and the whole Dobruja region. He became employed as a public servant in Constanza at a time when the city was just beginning to modernize and was nothing like the city we see today. It is in this capacity as a public employee that Vulcan embarked on an ambitious project to establish a literary and cultural magazine in the Romanian language, the first of its kind in Dobruja, which he called Ovidium, after the Latin poet, thus emphasizing the Latin connections of these parts and the links with Ovid, who was banished here from Rome. Another project initiated by Vulcan was the creation of a literary circle, a daring endeavor in a city with a small Romanian population and with no formal education system and very few intellectual elites. He did not stop here, but embarked on a third project, namely the foundation of a public library. Petru Vulcan did manage to establish a public library in Constanza, but the project was short-lived, 
as books were still considered luxuries and modern cultural life was in its early days. Librarian Corina Apostolano explains. The library opened with a lavish ceremony in Independence Square, today's Ovid Square. Unfortunately, the library didn't last long. The magazine, however, survived until 1910, both with and without Petru Vulcan. Towards the end of the 19th century and in the 1930s, when the modern concept of the public library was truly born, a series of fresh attempts were made in the form of reading circles for different professional groups, from public servants to port workers, lawyers and teachers, etc. School libraries were also set up in the more important education institutions. All this gave new impetus to Petro Vulcan's older project to establish a public library in the city. Teachers had an important role to play, putting pressure on the local authorities and the city hall, insisting that the city needs a public library. It wasn't, however, until July 1931 that the local authorities signed the decree for the establishment of the county library in Constanza. The librarian Corina Apostolanu tells us why the library is today named after Ioan N. Roman. Ioan N. Roman was one of the city's leading intellectual figures at the time. He was a lawyer, but also wrote poetry under the pen name Rosmarin, and his name appears in many periodicals from Dobruja. He died in 1931, and one of his houses would be loaned by his family to the city's library to be used as its headquarters. Carol Bloom, another leading intellectual figure from Constanza, was the first librarian, although he wasn't paid for the job. In the 1950s, he moved to Israel, where he gained recognition for his academic research and where he became a member of the Israeli Academy. Back to Constanza, the public library slowly began to build the collection, thanks to large donations and its own purchases. A regulation was published and the opening hours were established so a modern library was created. When the communist regime came to power in 1947, the county library in Constanza entered a new stage, one marked by censorship, with a large section of its collection becoming unavailable to the public. All that changed in December 1989, when the communist regime collapsed. The venue hosting the library at this time was given back to the Archbishopric of Constanza and the new modern building was erected for the purpose of hosting the library, the first in fact in Romania to be designed with this aim in mind. And that was Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, listen to Truly Romanian. I'm Vlad Palcu. Today we will play for you songs from the repertoire of Viorel Costin, a popular folk vocalist from the region of Maramures in northern Romania. For starters, let's listen to him with a nostalgic song. Să-l vând, măi, 
Viorel Costin was born August 7, 1950 in Mara village in Maramureș. He first distinguished himself at a local folk festival in 1969. He made his debut on the public radio in 1971 while still a student in Brasov. In 1971 he also won the prestigious folk contest The Garden Flower. Let's listen to him next with a dance tune. Orile păstă lume, mai dorule, dorule, știu că nu le-am pus eu nume, mai dorule, mai. Orile păstă lume, mai dorule, dorule, știu că nu le-am pus eu nume, mai dorule, mai. Că și eu le-am auzit, mai dorule, dorule, de la cine le-o horit, mai dorule, mai. Că și eu le-am auzit, mai dorule, dorule, 
Soon after winning the contest, Viorel Gostin started to expand his repertoire as well as his studies, which he furthered at the Music University in Bucharest. After graduation, he returned to his native village to teach music. Listen to him next with a fiddler's song. Și coboră în sat la gură 
Burel Kostin also won a number of folk contests and festivals, including the folk festival in Dijon. He is also the recipient of the Silver Record, a prize he won in 1991. So we go out today with one last song performed by Viorel Costin. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Hello and welcome to Listener's Letterbox, the program where we read out your letters on the air and try to answer your questions if possible. It is also a sign of appreciation for your comments and many times good wishes. We appreciate all that, which is why we're doing this program in the first place. And let's start with our very good friend from Canada, Richard Lemke from St. Albert, the Alberta province. He writes, Outstanding signal despite the jamming and summertime static lightning. Propagation is a challenging part of the hobby of shortwave and thankfully I can hear the program at a later date. Like everyone else, I wish for things to get back again like they were in 2019. That's not the case now. I guess your country is surrounded by the Black Sea coast. Anything getting out these days has a rough go of it. And I don't know what's happening in the airports. Can you give us details? Peace, love, enjoy, Richard. Well, Richard, it's great to hear from you as always. And as always, there are a few things to talk about and answer about your message. First of all, we're really happy that you're getting good signal despite the jamming, which you might want to tell us where it's coming from. And yes, all of us are wish we could get back to 2019, but yep, that is not the case. As for the Black Sea coast, actually it's a pretty small part of Romania's borders. 
For instance, we have a much bigger border with Ukraine, which is a reason why so many people have taken refuge in Romania. But everyone was happy to help. In terms of the airports, it's pretty much like all over the place. There are delays, people stand in line, but it is what it is. The Ukrainian crisis had no small part in this airline crisis. Thank you for your message, and we want to hear from you again, obviously. Thanks. Our next lengthy message comes from Kerla, from our good friend Sanil Deep from Calicut. And he writes, Good morning. Time for me to write to you again. As usual, attached, please find my regular monthly report of your station, and I hope it will be useful to the technical department. It is disheartening to note that the COVID virus will be on the earth for more years and difficult to predict elimination time. Here in Kerala state, a new virus, namely monkeypox, was reported recently. I heard this is an imported case from the Gulf. Though it is a threat to the whole world, I am sure that we were on the safer side due to the strict security measures adopted by the authorities. I am listening to your various programs daily and reception is good almost every day in the evening on 11825 kHz at 0300 hours and at 30, 13.30 UTC and at 05.30 hours on 17.760. I am enjoying the daily Simply Folk program and enjoying the wide variety of music and songs. My day begins with RRI English programs. I never miss the listener participation program Letterbox, in which I can hear names of listeners from all around the world. Kindly answer the following question. Are there railway facilities all over Romania? Best wishes, M. Sanil Deep. First of all, wow, Sanil, there is a lot to unpack in that message, so let's try and do it. First of all, we're happy for your good reception in beautiful Kerala, which I have visited luckily, and I am not so happy to hear about the monkeypox outbreak, but I'm happy to hear that the authorities are containing it very well, I hope. I know that Kerala has excellent public services, such as education, and it's no wonder that the health system works so well too. We're glad you're following Listener's Letterbox, and obviously, hopefully, you'll hear your own name in this edition. And we're happy you enjoy the music. As for your question, uh, yes, there are railway facilities, not exactly all over Romania, but it actually has pretty good coverage. What I can tell you from the horse's mouth is that back in the 80s, the coverage of railway stations was much better than the coverage of telephone exchanges, and people were using the railway lines to transmit telephone messages all over Romania. That's just a factoid I got from back in the late 80s. Unfortunately, people are really complaining about the poor quality of service on railways, even though part of them were privatized, and a lot of people, you will hear them complain about the quality of service, the delays, and so on and so forth. Luckily, there have been very few accidents lately, but not, not zero. I hope you find this useful and interesting, and let's hear from you next time. Thank you very much for your message.
Next, we heard from our good friend from Denmark, Hans Bernard Lolliken, who wrote to us a less optimistic message, but let's get to it. And he writes, Dear friends, it becomes obvious day by day that we have a common destiny in Europe. One, the war in Ukraine is a threat to all of us. Two, climate change with the drought that we experience. Three, the energy crisis that hit all of us and makes prices skyrocket. We are all in the same boat, and only together, and with everyone doing his or her part, can we overcome the different problems. I don't think any nationality, by definition, are evil. I am convinced that many Russians are decent people. Too bad they have had a history of dictators, and not democratic tradition. I hope you are all well in the radio house, and thank you for keeping up with your tasks to broadcast to the world how the world looks from Bucharest. God bless you. Well, Hans, that was an emotional and poignant message, and I think every single point that you make, we agree with. I mean, the war in Ukraine is just unbelievable, even now, after more than half a year. The drought is hitting Romania pretty hard, not as hard as other places, but it still is. And the energy crisis and the prices are still not being felt so badly in Romania yet, but you can feel it in your pocket. And in spite of a very sad history that Romania has had with Russia or the Soviet Union along the centuries, not just years, of course there is no such thing as evil people, just evil leaders, as we all know. Because of the sad history, Romanians don't have a very good opinion of Russia, but they do have a good opinion of Russian people, which they find warm and happy, at least when listening to music. And a lot of Romanians enjoy Russian music. And a lot of them appreciate very much the height of the arts that the Russian people have reached, such as in painting, in ballet, in classical music, and last but not least, literature. We wish everyone the best, and I wish the circumstances were less dire. But we would like to offer our appreciation for the fact that you listen to our shortwave broadcasts and that you enjoy our presence on the air. Thank you for your message and keep in touch. And to wrap up, we would like to answer a question shot to us by our listener Ivo Sesnich, if I pronounce that correctly, who asks us, does your radio station have an email address for the German service? Of course we do, and it is germ at rri.ro, germ at rri.ro. Thank you very much for your letters. It's been a pleasure. From Bucharest, it's all 73s. Focus on Romania.
Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Pedresa Bodan was a complex personality, a professor, engineer, author of books and articles, but also a promoter and performer of Romanian folklore. So in the end of today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, we invited to listen to him performing a beautiful tune from his rich repertoire, entitled On the Mureș Valley. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>